Welcome to Ball Watching, Episode 8. We are brought to you here from Okachi Lake uh, in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Our buddy has a lake house up here, so Justin and I are recording remotely for the first time and enjoying a couple cold ones while we're at it. Happy summer. Happy, happy summer. And we are happy to be doing this with you all today. We're going to be doing a little bit of a of a first-team update, uh, talking about some of the players that have been signed recently. Uh, I know we haven't really done an update in a couple of episodes, uh, given some of the interviews we've done, but going to do a little bit of first-team update and talk about just kind of general city updates that uh, I think you all would be uh, happy to know about if you don't already know them, and just kind of bringing them all in a one-stop shop to you. Uh, so that's the agenda that we have for today. Again, my name is Jake and Justin. How are we doing today? Good. I'm excited to be here up in Wisconsin. Uh, but I have a quick question for you, Jake, before we kick off. Yeah, go little, ahead. Little, little icebreaker since you hit me hard with the last one. All right, Usain Bolt, Joey Chestnut. Not two names okay. you usually say in a sentence. Have to eat a hot dog yeah. and then run 100 meters. Who wins the race? Eat a hot dog and run 100 meters. Okay. Um, we Okay, so we've seen, we've seen Joey's prominence in, in the hot dog eating. And we've seen Usain on, you know, but on, on his way out, though. I would have to say that's got to be Joey. That's got to be Joey. I, I don't think Usain can put down that hot dog quick enough to the point where Joey puts that down in what? A second, maybe two. I don't, I don't even think it's close. I think it's Joey puts it down yeah. in three seconds and then runs 100 meters. I mean, in 20 seconds. I think Usain Bolt's going to take at least 15 seconds to eat a hot dog. My counter, yeah, my counter to you is like, does Usain even get off the line? <laughs> I, I don't know. That that's that's where my head's at. So I think it's pretty much a given there, right? I mean, it's it's got to be Joey. It's definitely Joey. Okay, not even close. Joey C for the win. All right, that's our that's our thought. Let's uh, get let's get into it. Yeah, let, let's jump right in. I think you want to talk about Coach Hackworth a little bit. I do, and he's in the news. Um, and obviously you should be the city two teams top of the table, MLS next pro overall and in the conference, but not in the news where I would want to be hearing him yeah. in the news. To be honest, uh, the earthquake San Jose fired their coach back in April. They're making headlines. Article came out that they just recently interviewed Landon Donovan. You've heard that name before. Yeah. Just a couple He's, times. He, he, he definitely rings a bell. I think he played soccer. Um, but unfortunately, along with Landon Donovan, they also interviewed Coach Hackworth, which makes sense. Not surprising. His background, head coach of Sporting, or sorry, of City 2. He was the sporting director of Louisville City FC, won the USL championship there, five MLS seasons with Philadelphia Union, head coach U.S. US U17 national team. So it all makes sense. But I really hope they just go with Landon yeah. Donovan. Take Landon. Take Landon. We don't want him for anyways. The love of God. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's such a cool thing to see. He's not, obviously, he's not the head coach of our first team coming. And uh, it's really cool to have that that link there where someone that you value so much in your program, but, you know, not a, still a first team head coach for us. That'll be Bradley Carnell. But I'm sure they work very closely together to have him in the news being linked to a first-team MLS coaching job. I mean, it's definitely something he deserves, and I think it definitely serves to bring that recognition to him. But, you know, we we definitely don't want to lose him at this point. We're so early, right? No, I mean, and we're so hot right now. He's having the boys play so well. Like, we just yeah. had AJ on last time. AJ loves him, the advice and all the coaching that he gives him. I think we just hold on to him. I think hopefully he understands his his role and likes it here enough in St. Louis. Uh, so I don't, San Jose is not a great place to live. I, th I think generally optimistic, you know, we, we, we put out a tweet about this and, you know, really hoping we don't lose him and he did actually like it. So shout out to coach hack. Hopefully you're listening in here. 
Uh, we appreciate you here in the pod, and I know all the fans and all the players who too. AJ had nothing but amazing things to say about Coach Hack. So uh, hoping that he stays with us, but wanted to keep you all to date as to uh, where his future might lie, because you know it might be outside of St. Louis. But we're we're happy to have the the time that we've had with him so far, and hoping he can be around for at least a little bit longer. In terms of other kind of first team updates. We've had a couple signings. We've had a, some little bit of action since we last brought you some updates. And uh, I know this has been a while back now, but we actually signed uh, our second designated player uh, in the meantime. So our first was Joel Klaus, who's going to be our forward, our kind of our central striker. Uh, what we signed uh, at least, you know, a couple weeks back, I believe it was in the middle of or late June was Eduard Leuven. 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 We have a little Lou Leuven. thing going on in, in, in the team. So Edu is what I'm going to call him. Apparently that that's his endeared nickname from some of the fans. He comes from Hertha Berlin, who plays uh, in the Bundesliga. So the Bundesliga is Germany's kind of top soccer league. He actually hasn't spent too much time playing for Hertha themselves. He's been loaned out a couple of different times to different teams, but he's actually logged a pretty significant amount of minutes uh, on some of those loans. He's a German international, and despite us making most of our signings so far from the Bundesliga, I don't believe any of them were German besides him. So a little bit of irony right there. He has played in the Olympics before. Uh, so that's a really cool thing. He just was there actually last year in 2021 with the team. I do not believe he was in the starting 11 or, or, or playing too much, but still an honor to represent your country, especially Germany at that level. Uh, he's a midfielder. Uh, so he's kind of been described in two capacities for anyone that isn't attuned to the, the soccer lingo. Uh, he was called a number six in an interview with the, the head coach, Bradley Carnell. And a six really, I mean, Justin, you can speak to this too, but really kind of like a defensive-minded midfielder who kind of sits in front of the defense, helps clear out uh, any sort of traction or, or ball playing in the middle of the field. And before it gets to the defenders, you're kind of sweeping out, making sure that uh, things are taken care of in front of the defenders and kind of starting to distribute the ball and build up play as well. And it sounds exactly kind of what Lutz has been talking about for the past couple of months of building out that spine. This guy's going to be sitting in the middle, distributing balls, helping kind of bring the team together and to kind of do a little bit of uh, going through the traffic and making sure that everybody's in the right places and just right. getting the team together as a whole. And I Composing think that, and directing. Yes, similar to what AJ talked about yeah, right, last episode. Right, yep. And AJ kind of plays a similar role too. So it, he's also been described in sort of a box-to-box capacity. That's another kind of soccer buzzword. That just kind of means that you're playing both sides of the field, really. You know, you have both a defensive and attacking sort of skill set and mindset. You know, you get stuck in, you get your hands dirty defensively, uh, but you're also helping to build up more forward-focused play. So if I had to describe an equivalent to this to – make this resonate with you all. Think of Ryan O'Reilly, St. Louis Blues. I mean, you see him everywhere on the ice. Uh, this guy would probably play in a similar capacity. He's going to be on the 18-yard box on your opposing side, on the 18-yard box on the defending side. So he's going to kind of pop up everywhere. He's got an actually a really nice athletic frame to him as well. He's 6'1", 200 pounds. We talked about this in the pot a little bit, but Jesus. that's big for soccer. That's, that's helpful on a team. That's a stout man just in general. I mean, especially when you're talking about the position he's going to be in and just right in front of the defense, I think that's going to be tough to be working through and around. And I know he's already has a great skill set over in Germany, and I'm excited to see him on the field here. And he's got some years ahead of him, too. He's 25. He is going to occupy an international spot on our roster. We only have eight of those, and we'll get into that a little bit, too, because we've also made another international signing in the meantime. 
And like I said, he'll be our second designated player. So likely took a little bit more money to get him to the team, and he will likely make more than some of his peers on the team. Uh, and I think a lot of that's attributable to the potential that he has and some of his resume as well, playing for some top teams over in Germany. Um, we paid about $1 million, I believe, for his services, and he's going to be learning, earning a little bit over the MLS Max. So that's kind of why he warrants that, that DP slot. We're going to have him starting in 2023 through the 2026 season at least uh, with an option to extend into 2027. But it seems, just, seems pretty similar for a lot of the guys that we've been signing. signing it is like for, three, four-year kind mm-hmm. of deals, like enough time to make an impact. Yeah, and let them get settled. Impact. We'll see how they do the first couple of years, and then hopefully just extend that contract out as they uh, progress. Right, and, and the exciting thing about this is that Lutz sees him as a member of the spine. He's a central midfielder. He's going to play up the middle of the field. You have a lot of central signings already with Joao Klaus here. Now you have Adu in the middle of the midfield. You have uh, Nilsson in the center of the center backs, and you have Berkey obviously between the sticks so speaking of yeah we're gonna have to get into some Berkey updates here as well because Roman has officially arrived wheels down touchdown in the STL and I'm sure he's experiencing a little bit of a culture shock right now just a little bit but I think he had a pretty warm welcome if you saw City's Instagram and their tweets uh there was it looked like probably around 50 fans awesome showing yeah at Lambert just to bring him in a lot of guys um wearing scars for City and then also Borussia Dortmund who he played with over in Germany so I think it was pretty pretty nice for him to land and see that support already Incredible. And shouts to Luligans for doing that. I know there's some Borussia Dortmund supporters as well that have been with him, uh, you know, at least the last couple of years, especially as Dortmund's really grown in stature, uh, at least in America, given Pulisic's playing for them. And, you know, they're a fun team to watch. So a lot of fans already here for him. I'm sure it kind of felt like a little bit of a hero's welcome. It's a very, very warm welcome from us. He's and well-deserved. Incredible goalie. Uh, for anyone that played FIFA, I mean, everyone knows his name. Everyone used to play with Christian Pulisic and, uh, and Dortmund all the time. And I can't wait to see him don uh, the St. Louis City SC uniforms whenever those come out. It'd be nice to see some of those mock-ups soon. But, wow, what a cool presence to have such a big name joining the team. AJ kind of talked a little bit about how exciting that was, too. He is training with City 2 today he i mean they put a tweet out i think the next day he was already on the field the man came here ready to work the man arrives in st louis and germany's pretty actually okay climate weather compared to st louis it was i believe the first day of training for him like upper 90s st louis staple humidity you're living in a greenhouse welcome to st louis roman berkey and Very welcome glad to, to this weather. And, and he's and oh. he's going to be working with a well-known st louis coach tim kelly shout out tim kelly big gallagher guy Huge fan of his. Uh, he's worked with a lot of people in the past, including Hope Solo. Um, worked his way up the ranks, and yeah. now a city. So also a great guy, but a great coach. So um, welcome, Roman. Yeah, excited for him and all the staff to to be in, in front of such a great professional, and for the players too. I, I was reading an article recently from uh, the Post Dispatch about how exciting it is for players like Max Schneider, um, like AJ, even telling us in our interview with him that you know such a, such a cool presence to be in with, with Roman. You know, he's he's part of the team now. He's not above anything, but he has such an awesome resume and brand that he brings with him that I think would be a value uh, for all the young players. And I know we have a mix of some young and some veteran players on the team today, but I'm sure he will become a very core part of not only the team, but also the leadership uh, on the team and driving a lot of that. So awesome to have him in St. Louis. I hope that he gets to debut soon. I could imagine it happening in, for City 2 at least to get some minutes. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with those guys as they're starting to come over um, from Europe um, and playing with the City 2 team. I mean, the, the team's playing very well. It's not like we need 
any more yeah. help, but I mean, definitely yeah, it's not, hurt. not at all about like reinforcements. Like, Oh, we really need the help of a, of an expert, you know, a, a dedicated, you know, awesome experienced goalie. It's more so of let's keep him fresh. Let's give him some minutes. Let's put him in front of the mm-hmm. fans and give him a taste of St. Louis as well. So I'm sure we'll see him make, I would imagine a debut of some sort coming up. Uh, though I don't see Hackworth in City 2 rushing into that too much, as he has been in offseason for a couple of months. He's probably going to get take the first couple of weeks, maybe a month or so, to kind of get up to speed, get settled in personally, and really get into training and get get going in the MLS. I mean, I'm just so pumped to see him uh, playing for us, you know, in a couple months here. And we talked about it in one of the on one of the prior episodes. Roman's one of the one of the older guys that we've signed yes. in his 30s, but new signing Isaac, on the flip side, <laughs> Isaac Jensen. 18-year-old from Denmark. He's played with the, eight, with the Denmark U18, U8, or U19 national team, currently with a professional club over there. Just signed him recently. Um, he, we also have signed him through 2026 with an option for 2027. Yep. And just a couple of quotes from Lutz, who is really the guy obviously pulling everyone from Europe. He said, we're looking forward to get a player who hasn't achieved his peak yet. You can't get someone that is younger or any hungrier, which is just an exciting guy to just add to the team. I know... We're gonna. Have, we're still building out that spine. He's gonna be our left winger. Is kind of the plan there. And this guy apparently looked up looked up a couple highlight videos and just some other quotes of Lutz. Very strong one on one player, and it's just gonna be. He's very fast. Very exciting to just come in off the wing and whip some balls into our forwards. Yeah, and it's such a different signing too because we've signed you know twenty two year olds. We've signed you know mid thirties with Roman. We've signed high 20s and now you're going into the teens and we have some exciting teams playing for city two right now that could potentially make an impact on the first team moving forward but to go out and get this guy i know he was linked to at least a couple of european teams that wanted his signature and wanted him for the future he's definitely a guy that's not the final product yet i mean he's 18 he's a kid yeah uh, but he's showing enough to demonstrate that he's ready for that next jump and, and that's Lutz, the mls and Lutz said that he's been following him since he was 15 and everyone in europe also had him on their radar so it was one of those deals where when Lutz got in touch with the club it didn't seem realistic in Lutz's mind and I, I guess turned the tables turned a little bit at the end and we signed him so i think it's exciting for us so he will actually be um, in the inaugural season next year in 2023. So that he's the seventh, like you said, seventh European player that we've signed. And now, now that we have the seven of the eight Europeans that we have signed, and that is our max, Lutz is starting to shift to the MLS and starting to see what guys or contracts are coming up there. And also when we talked about that, we talked about the expansion draft and kind of looking about what are we looking to find to build out the rest of the team now that we've kind of had the spine. Yeah, they are. And, and, and some of that search even is going to happen internally. So before we even go outside, which there's a lot of players running out of contract uh, in 2022 in the MLS, there's also players on our own team that I think we've touched on that have shown a capability and shown the professionalism to potentially put themselves in a place to join the first team uh, come the beginning of next year. And a couple of those that I'm sure you're all very familiar with, if you're following City 2, uh, that we talked about, I think, briefly in some of our earlier earlier episodes have been Josh Yarrow. Josh is the captain for City 2, and he has kind of been the focal point of the back line and the leader of the team uh, since he is the captain. He's got a, some MLS experience. He's kind of bounced around in the USL as well, but he was the the second overall draft pick by the Philadelphia union back in 2016. So I think Josh is, has got something to prove here. You know, he's demonstrated that, that he's a very capable central defender and 
he's really kind of bossed games in MLS Next Pro so far, and I'm excited to see him get paired up with potentially uh, Nilsson in, in the middle of the center backs and kind of man down what the defense looks like for us. So I think Josh is a guy that is probably a lock to join the, mm-hmm. the, the first team and, and probably get some good minutes as well uh, come the beginning of next year. And as we kind of move down the line, I think Juan Cazane's another one that comes to mind where he's act, he actually had some experience. I've seen him play for Sporting Kansas City, though limited amount of minutes. He's still young. He's 23 years old. He's a playmaker. He makes contributions both on the goals and assist side. He's got a lot of that creative ability that not a lot of teams can say they offer a ton of. So brings an excellent profile to the team. And if you want someone to kind of spark something, uh, Juan seems to be a guy that can kind of do that. So he's another one to keep your eye on as you're kind of going through. And there's a couple other players as well. Uh, Vitor Diaz, uh, Max Schneider, Josh Dolling. You know, these are midfielders and Josh is a forward who have kind of provided a lot of the the goal threat and a lot of the uh, dynamic ability of the team throughout the season so far. And these are guys that, you know, I think all of them are college grads. Uh, Josh went to Missouri State. So not a local boy, though. He's actually from Liverpool, which is so how does a guy from Liverpool into Missouri State is beyond me. But Max and Vitor are both from Marshall. So we are technically becoming Marshall as well. Stop. Um, shout out to We Are Marshall. Stop. What, what, what a, what a solid movie. But these, these, <laughs> these guys are coming in and proving themselves. They, they've signed their contracts to be a city, too. But, you know, they're fighting for a, a jersey on that on that first team spot. And, and you know, they'll always be in the systems. They could always kind of make that jump at some point. But really cool to see it coming internally as well. This is a great problem to have. I mean, our team is leading the MLS Next Pro right now. Right. Our, they're playing hot. They're playing well together. But some of those guys will be coming up in the first team. So we're just having a great farm system. Shout out Cardinals. Also have one of the best farm systems yeah. in MLB. I think it's just kind of something that's in the air in St. Louis. It is. And if you can make, you know, MLS Next Pro and specifically City 2, our team, a development ground for players that either just need experience or they need to uh, be coached by some of the best. I mean, John Hackworth is one of the best at developing players. He's worked with some of the best players. So being in that setup and giving these, these these kids or just guys that need more experience kind of time to hone their trade and, and get better at the game and make meaningful contributions more consistently, this is an awesome way to set up your team. I mean, look at FC Dallas. They constantly are churning out new talent every year, and they either sell overseas, they make the jump into the first team. That's a great problem to have. You're forcing some hard decisions and conversations among administration and among coaching and it, that's the way you can build a successful franchise is by starting from the bottom, starting in the community, providing an ample opportunity to get better. And we're definitely going to be looking into the other teams in the MLS. And we mentioned earlier, there's some of the guys that are well-known and their contracts are coming due in the next year or so. LAFC's Carlos Vela, he's going to become a free agent. Um, there is also Zardes, who is in his last contract um, with the Rapids, who plays on the U.S. men's national team. Chelsea. You can also look at Aaron Long, who's a defender for the Red Bulls. He won the 2018 MLS Defender of the Year last or in 2018, and he is also coming up due with his contract. So I think in the next coming months, um, kind of as the MLS season progresses, these guys are going to start to think about next season and right. where they want to be, and I don't know why you wouldn't want to be in St. Louis with the brand-new team. Right. It's, it's a logical flow. I mean, I, for those that aren't familiar with all the transfer windows and how all this works, 
you know, so as Justin said, we've now filled out seven of our eight international roster spots. Uh, so a lot of the future business, I think, is going to be coming later. And the MLS business is probably going to be a big part of that because, you know, we've signed mostly Europeans to this point. Uh, international roster spots don't have to be from Europe. They can be from South America. They can be from Africa. They can be from anywhere. But for us, we've done, you know, seven eighths of that at this point. And you can trade for more slots if, if you want. But I, I think at this point, we're going to probably start to fill in the flanks and the wings from more domestic talent. And that'll be exciting too. I do think that'll probably, uh, we'll probably go into a little bit of a lull, I would imagine, on signings for a couple of months as the MLS has kind of reached the middle of the season. Yeah, when you think about the way that soccer works in Europe, a lot of those guys are in their off season right now. Right. So it's a lot easier to sign them, bring them over now, but the MLS is literally in the heart of their season. I think that the All-Star games coming up and they it's hard to even get in, in contact with some of the agents. You don't want to have them talking to their players about next year right now in the middle of the summer. So I think Jake's right. I think as we look into the fall and the winter is when you'll see a lot of these other MLS guys signed and then also looking into the expansion draft and some in the super draft, right. obviously. But I think the team is really going to be probably hopefully finalized before we hit the new year. Yeah, you know, Lutz and the staff have put so many thoughts and preparation into this already. They probably have a list of names and prioritized list of names that they're going to kind of go after in these coming months to fill out the rest of the team. They've done a great job doing as much as they could from an international perspective and getting that done early and getting some big names in. And now it's a matter of kind of dotting your I's, crossing your T's, filling out uh, what Lutz kind of referred to as a designated team. You know, St. Louis is in that market where we're going to attract, you know, the top tier world-class talent, unfortunately. Maybe, you know, I, I'm not going to be a total pessimist in that, but we're not LA. Who just signed Gareth Bale. Yeah, who just signed Gareth Bale. Not surprising. And, yeah, and uh, Chiellini as well from uh, Juventus, an absolute legend from the Italian side. And we're not going to get those guys. I, I, I really, it'd be awesome to, but we need to play with that mentality that we need to fill out a complete an organized team that's dedicated to a philosophy and we execute that every day. Sort of like Moneyball, I would say a little bit, where so you follow thinking. a premise and you execute to that. And we're not going to get those guys yet. I think we no. need to show the fan base, which was obviously going to show out how well we're going to play in the first year. I feel very confident with the guys that we've signed. We've already right. talked about City 2 and coming up. So we're not going to get those guys yet. But I really do love that quote by Lutz. And he's really thinking through the team. You, you can't just throw a right. team of all-stars out there and expect it to work with chemistry and soccer. Chemistry is huge in yep. soccer. Trying to get 11 guys on the same page to do the same thing, pretty difficult. It's hard. So it is. I think I think bringing these guys from Europe over this early, I mean, we're in July of 2022. We don't start the season for another eight months or so. Right. It's going to be great for their chemistry to get to know each other, to get to know St. Louis and feel a little bit more comfortable. And then when it comes onto the field in 2023, it's going to be some pretty good stuff. And maybe, too, you know, if you can provide the guys that have signed so far with a good experience from a fan perspective and from a club perspective, they can become your ambassadors. You know, maybe they've got friends in Europe. They've got friends overseas that they can talk to and say, hey, you know, St. Louis probably isn't the first thing you think about when you think about the States. You probably haven't even heard of Missouri, <laughs> but I like it here. The fans are incredible. We're a winning team, you know, fingers crossed. If we can put together a good product in the field too, just an added benefit. And hopefully that can kind of become our own way of getting new talent that's exciting and, and very solid over to this team. 
without having to bring the allure of a big city market and the big city wages with deep pockets, you know, looking at teams like LAFC, like Inter Miami with David Beckham, we're not going to be the people that, you know, the Messies and Ronalds look, look to right away. You know, we're going to be the team that's probably a little more balanced and have a very, very specific style of play. And we bring on players that can execute that to a T. And I think when we show that, then we might be able to attract a couple of those guys. But like you said, St. Louis isn't that destination city. But I think when some of these guys, as they're ending the near the end of their career, when you think about like Bill, Ronaldo, yep. Messi, they're going to be still want to be on a winning team. You can't play that long in Europe and be winning for that long and then come over here just for money and then lose right. games. Those guys are no, still extremely competitive. I agree. I think we're getting away from that too, which is nice. I think we're, we're definitely going to always have a a place for our our kind of star fading superstars, where they can come in, you know, make that that paycheck and see a new audience that wants to see them. But we're also you know, proving ourselves to be a great development ground. And we're also starting to kind of be a little more competitive in the market for some players that I don't think we would have seen before, you know, starting to attract some big talent that has a lot more to offer without having to offer huge wages or huge salaries. We're providing our own kind of marketing uh, and, and pitch to these teams. So I'm really excited about where the MLS is headed and, and signing new players and um, expect a lot more MLS traction from us in the coming months. Justin kind of mentioned the expansion and the uh, the super draft. So the expansion draft, I think Justin covered earlier in some episodes, mm -hmm. but the expansion will be kind of like it is for any other team. You most recently probably in hockey with Seattle Kraken, where teams get to protect a certain amount of players. And we'll go into a lot more detail on that when that actually becomes more tangible. But we will have an expansion draft. It'll probably be this year towards the very end in December where we'll be able to select a certain amount of players, five players from uh, different teams, depending on if they've had players taken in the past. So yeah. they'll be protected more. It'll be, it'll be every team will be opening stuff for the five teams that yeah. had players just recently selected in the last expansion draft. And we'll be able to select five guys while every team gets to protect 12 players. So you get to protect your starting 11 right. and an extra guy or whoever you want to protect. But it's, that's when it's really going to be exciting. It's not going to be like us trying to reach out to agents and pull these guys. We will just be able to pick them and be like, you're coming in. Or we can say, we know that this other team wants them and we don't have any additional need at this mm -hmm. moment. We say, we'll take them and we will give him right to you and you give us money and we'll go out and get someone we actually do want. Exactly. So teams will be reaching out to us as well and we'll use them as trade pieces and right. we're going to be in a great spot. So if we already have our seven signings, you think about just the expansion draft, there's five more guys right there. There's right. 12. And so that could be our starting 11 plus one plus whoever else we were able to sign in the free agency market and the MLS and one more European. Right. We're in a great spot. And it's only, like I said, only July 2022. And expansions, you know, in those player and those drafts, I feel like people tend to think of those players as the outcast or the, the they're just not good enough. Uh, and that's just not true. There's there's so much depth on a lot of these MLS teams and contracts are a big piece of this too you know some some people might not be protected because of their contracts we mentioned it with the expansion yeah. we, the blues left tarasenko yeah. unprotected See tarasenko so. as a perfect example of that a lot of talent still but just not gonna sign him to the extension so we're gonna put him on the market and see if someone takes him and then not only with that we'll also be able to sign new guys straight out of college with the mls super draft so yep. that'll be held it's every year in january the date is tbd right now um, but it'll be prior to the start of the season so we'll be able to bring in some young guys I know a lot of the slew guys, we already talked to us in a previous episode, right. went in last year's draft. It would have been nice if we could have kept one of them in St. Louis, but slew's going to have another great team this year. So hopefully we might be able to keep a guy in yeah. St. Louis, but there's going to be everyone from all over the U.S. You're thinking about some of the big names, North Carolina, IU, Marshall. Yeah. We'll be able to sign some pretty excited college guys as well. There will be. So those two, between the expansion draft, the super draft, and 
really negotiating with MLS teams for trade packages or free agents who are reaching the end of their current contracts in the end of the 2022 season. This will be kind of the main avenues for us to assign players and fill out really the rest of our first team throughout the rest of this coming year. I imagine that, you know, Lutz and, and Bradley and the rest of the, the administration kind of have a plan to get this done as early as possible. So you can get the team together, build camaraderie, build that style of play and come into March, just banging, ready to go and ready to take on some, some new rivals and teams that we haven't had a chance to, to take on before. So I'm hoping they get this done early. Like that, that is my hope. And I'm, I'm sure that is on their plans. And they're a little bit hamstrung with not knowing the dates. Some of these, maybe they do know the dates and we just don't know the dates, but uh, <laughs> that is that. So that's kind of our, our, our first team update for you all. We're working on a lot of things in the background, uh, trying to provide you all some, some more exciting content, some more interviews and uh, exciting new segments and such to kind of get you all excited for what's going on. Uh, I feel like we are going to enter a little bit of a lull here as city two continues playing and the signings kind of simmer down for the time being as Justin and I kind of talked about, but still we'll keep up to date with all the rumors, all the news, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ball watching STL. And we will be your, your one-stop shop for all kind of things city focused. Yeah. And let us know, like Jake said, we're working through um, a couple of interviews coming up, but if anybody has any ideas or anybody you want to hear from, feel free to reach out, shoot us a DM on Twitter or Instagram, like Jake said, at ball watching STL. And we're just going to keep working from there. We will. And I, you know, actually I'd be remiss, Justin, if I didn't mention that we were, we, we did commit to doing a new segment with, with AJ. Uh, and, and that I believe, I think, did you want to talk about the name of, of this new segment? Uh, the, the betting corner that yeah, we're going to call yeah, the, betting the Grahammer. Yes. Yes. And so I'll leave you guys with one piece. I already told, we talked about it last time, but I took, I took the U S to get out of the group at plus 100 plus 100 means even money. So whatever you bet you would win on addition to your bet. So we'll, we'll get into the more of that later as the summer goes we on. Will. But. And we will have bets for you coming when the season starts too. We're going to try and at least have a bet per game when we kind of switch to a weekly kind of content schedule. But Justin's got that lock for you all right now. You've heard it from Jim. You've heard it from AJ. The U.S. is getting out. I mean, if, if you lose that bet, I mean, you see Jim, see AJ. I mean, they're your people to go to because they led you astray. We're just kind of relaying the information that we've been shared. I mean, if point. they don't get out of the group, I'm going to cry either way. So I, if I lose money, it's just going to be in the same problem. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but I, I'm optimistic about that as well. Justin also found a good parlay. Uh, if you're looking at getting into some more future action for the World Cup, you want to diversify those odds a little bit. Justin, yep, tell yep. us about the parlay. So if you look at every favorites in all the groups of the World Cup, all eight, if you take every favorite to get out of the group, you're plus money. So the same yeah. thing. I think it's like plus 115. So if you bet... $10, you would win $11.50 or $100 win 115 kind of in that similar boat. So definitely, it'll. we'll talk about it a little bit more. I'd like to get more into the MLS side of it as well. But I mean, it's hard not to talk about the World Cup. It isn't. And that is coming quicker than anyone will realize. We'll be here before you know it. I think November 15th uh, is either the opening game or the U.S.'s first game. But a lot of fun coming up here soon. So get behind it and and get it in the know because the World Cup is coming and coming quickly. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, Justin's going to kind of keep bringing those those gambling kind of picks to to this and to you all as another fun way. Obviously, gambling only legal uh, if you're in Missouri. Go to Illinois. In every border state now, I believe, yeah, but Missouri. It will be soon. Uh, so Justin's really working hard with legislation and and working with the aldermen. And, and I believe you got up to Congress as well. To, yeah, to I'm in front Missouri. of the Supreme Court. So. Yeah, 
So send an email yeah. to Justin and, yeah. and Justin's working on a lot of stuff on the politics side. So uh, we're excited for that, Justin. Thank you for all of your hard work in that field. I do what I can. <laughs> Well, that'll bring us to a natural close for today's episode. Thanks to you all for listening. Uh, Justin and I are going to go back to drinking some cold ones uh, in Wisconsin. We hope you all have done a lot of the same. If you're tuning in on Monday, hope you all had a great weekend. And we will see you next time on Ball Watching. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Thank you.